right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here alone for a solo interview episode. The full episode with Chuck and John will be out on Thursday. If you need more Chuck and John, obviously go to patreon.com slash breakfast. Become one of our patrons there, and you can talk with John and Chuck around the clock uh, if you join the $3 a month Slack chat. Also, uh, if you're part of the Patreon, remember to fill out your Stone Cold Locks playoff pick'em uh, selections before each round starts. We're emailing you, we're dinging you on Slack, we're putting it on Patreon, but hopefully uh, everyone is getting all those filled out. Uh, the first round finally over, and uh, it was a doozy. An incredible first round. I don't know if it's recency bias. I feel like it was one of the best ever. These series went so long. Even matchups that were not sexy, like the Bucks Celtics gave us a, an exciting Game 7. We had that unbelievable Game 6. Jazz Thunder, Rubio goes down. The Jazz still pull out despite Russell Westbrook taking 19 threes and crazy number of shots it seemed like the icy hand of fate and or the dave stern-esque guidance of the referees pushed the jazz forward uh rudy gobert clearly fouling paul george at the end of the end of the game and the refs just uh, not being interested let's uh keep this series or keep the playoffs moving also lebron james who we talk about a bit on this episode today with my guest, Elliot Gerard, LeBron James and the Cavs do advance past the Pacers, despite Oladipo putting up some historic stat lines in the final two games. If only he'd put up okay stat lines in those games four and five. But LeBron James, who put up Herculean efforts, still, there was a failsafe. I did notice the league sent Tony Brothers and Scott Foster to do that game seven, just in case LeBron needed a little push, just in case we needed things to work out the right way. It's very important for ratings and the salary cap. Just saying, if LeBron James goes out early, the NBA salary cap probably goes down because of the lost ratings. No one's tuning in for Pacers Raptors, the NBA TV second round series. So I'm sorry, Indiana fans. Uh, it did not work out for you. Your boy Oladipo was incredible. He uh, acquitted himself nicely, but I did notice. I think uh, most of the adults in the room noticed. Tony Brothers and Scott Foster are there for you, LeBron, in case things get choppy. Anyway, today's episode is an interview that's not exactly the same as the normal things uh, we do with the interviews, just talking about another team. I'm talking with an artist, a guy who created an image that you probably have seen. It's an illustration of LeBron James and a lion that LeBron James tweeted out a year ago. He ended up making, the artist ended up making a collaboration with the Cavs, made a mural that went up outside the finals. So you've seen the guy's art, and there are a few things you probably need to know to get the most out of this interview. You should go to his Twitter page, which is at Elliot with two L's, E-L-L-I-O-T, Gerard, G-E-R-A-R-D, and see 
all the artwork in this series we're talking about, the NBA collab series. It's 30 illustrations that are done where he and another artist would collaborate making these images. They're striking. They're fun. If you're an NBA fan, you will find these images to be really cool. So check those out. Also, we talk about LeBron James going zero dark 30, which is, if you don't know, it's when he turns off all his social media. It has nothing to do with military slang or the Catherine Bigelow film. And uh, during the interview, Elliot mentions Ian, which is uh, Ian Levy, who is the senior NBA editor at Fansided, uh, who wrote the piece that is on thestepback.com about which we are talking. So again, go to thestepback.com, get all your NBA news, and read this article about the art of NBA collaboration. And finally, uh, this episode was recorded last Wednesday, about five days ago, immediately after LeBron James hit that buzzer beater after his uh, goaltend and beat the Pacers then. So we had talked just after a Cavs win. Now you're probably hearing this, hopefully, the day after the Cavs advance. So thanks for checking us out. Uh, Write us a five-star iTunes review to be a big fan that way. And head on over to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast to support the creation of this show and get access to the exclusive bonus content we put up over there. Once again, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. My guest today is a vice president and creative director at the marketing firm MKTG, and he is the creator of the MBA collab series and an artist, Elliot Gerard. Elliot, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Keith? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I checked out your art today. We're talking actually just moments after LeBron James. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any DVR? Am I spoiling anything for you? I, no, no. I DV, I actually DVR'd it, uh, and but I saw that he drained a three pointer. It's a very uh, yeah. It's very uh, um, apropos that we're talking right now. Yeah, we were spe- <laughs> we were speaking on Wednesday night, right after LeBron James added another iconic chapter to his already legendary career. And Elliot, uh, his art piece came out on thestepback.com today, talking about the art of collaboration. Elliot had a well-known illustration of LeBron James uh, that was a collaboration with with, uh, another artist. And that's kind of what we're here to talk about and this entire series of artwork that he's done. But just had to say, very fitting to be speaking to you uh, mere minutes after LeBron James once again made a name for himself. But before we get into all of that, Elliot, our show, Fast Break Breakfast, we always start off talking about breakfast. So uh, have you had any good notable breakfasts recently or a special breakfast routine or anything of that sort? Well, you know, my kids wake me up um, and uh, I guess breakfast is is always trying to get them fed uh, while you um, scarf down uh, cereal while you're trying to feed a one-year-old and a three-year-old. So that's, you know, that's, that's basically my, my routine, <laughs> uh, if you want to call it that. No, that's pretty good. Uh, we have a very similar uh, life situation. Sounds like I have a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. Uh, yeah, so yep, also, yep, you're, you're, my you're, breakfast is eating is eating the scraps of whatever. Yep. When yeah. they drop it on the floor, you're like, ah, eh, should <laughs> <Yeah>. I not? <laughs> like it's like this pureed thing. I guess it's food. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I haven't. Yeah. Exactly. Don't want to throw it away. I guess. All right. Well, Elliot, tell me about this project. What you're calling the MBA collab? Yeah. So. Um, 
Well, you know, like you said, it's very uh, apt that uh, um, it's ironic that that uh, LeBron drained that shot tonight because um, it all started, I guess, you know, with him finding a collab that I did with another artist called John Boyce um, and that I did for uh, fan sided for a hard word paroxysm, a magazine that they uh, digital magazine that they created. Um, and we created the cover and it was for him, you know, winning the championship. It was to celebrate that. And then a year later, he had found that piece and reused it to go dark. Um, you know, the zero dark 30 that he does every year, he used that actual piece. Um, and that led to me and John doing a bunch of artwork together for Bleacher Report. And, you know, it culminated with us doing a, uh, um, a mural for the Cleveland Cavaliers for the NBA finals. And, you know, what, was the beauty of that was um, John has such a distinct style and I have a very, you know, uh, specific style as well. And, um, and I, you know, a lot of people do illustrations of LeBron with lions, which this illustration was, I guess people can't see it. So I'm just trying to assume that it is an audio format, but I do, I do encourage people either, either go to uh, uh, like Elliot's Twitter page, uh, which is Elliot Gerard or, the stepback.com. The step yeah. Yeah. And you can see this, these artwork and I'll post some of the, tw- on Twitter, uh, some of the images, but yes, All right. being in the audio format, uh, inconvenient for the discussion. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess I should break it down. So the image was LeBron yelling and out of his head is coming this, um, this lion that looks like kinetic energy and metal all mashed out coming out like a, a kinetic yell. Um, and he's screaming for the entire city of Cleveland. Um, and uh, and that's what I wanted to capture. And I, I by finding John, who does these like angular styles, very uh, urban kind of graffiti looking work um, and, and using my almost traditional illustration style and mishing, mashing the two together, we created something completely different. Um, and, you know, other people have done other things where LeBron is screaming and a lion is, you know, interacting with him while he's doing that. So. It's not like that concept was so, you know, uh, original, but the the originality came out of the our two styles mashing together, and the, I mean, I believe that's why LeBron chose it, um, and that's why it, you know, kind of ran. And we ended up doing stuff with Bleacher and and other outlets, and and then you know the Cavs jumped on it, and and we're like, hey, let's do a uh, let's do a mural around this, and and have it in front of the stadium for the finals. Let's uh, let's let's back up just, just just a little bit. How did you first or what's your what's your NBA background? Like what's your fandom? Like when did you start uh, following the NBA? Sure. So, um I've been uh an NBA fan forever. Um my my greatest memory was I was at the game where LJ and um Morning got into a fight and and Jeff Van Gundy was holding onto his leg. Nice. Um I was at that game. And I was actually, if you look at the, the pictures, I was actually in the background of one of the pictures um, on in, in on the New York Times. So I was already a Knicks fan at that point, but but then that like you know stamped it. And then um, <laughs> Latrell Sprewell is my favorite athlete of all time, not just uh, um, not just basketball player. I just I just love that guy. Uh, you know, he's just had such a <laughs> free spirit. I, I would say, um, but. Uh, 
Yeah, so I, you know, I've been a Knicks fan for a long time. Um, obviously, I'm I'm also a Cavs fan and LeBron fan. Uh, I've always been a LeBron fan to to a certain extent. I wanted him to come to the Knicks really badly, and I was really upset when he went to the Heat. <laughs> but um, you know, when we went back to the Cavs, I ha- I kind of um, you know I I I grew I grew back appreciation for him again. Um, but yeah, so so my passion for the Knicks though, and doing illustrations for them, um, doing illustrations of them and stuff like that th- throughout. Um, for smaller blogs and whatnot and ended up actually having me do stuff for ESPN, which ended up having me work with the Knicks directly and work with other um, teams like the Suns and, uh, and, and a lot of other outlets, including fansided. Um, so yeah, my passion actually became my career, which is, you know, really, um, you know, which is really special. Uh, and, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this series was because I really wanted to work with a different artist for each team. And I wanted to work with artists that, you know, I, I really admire, but I also wanted to see if I could work with artists that, that needed the, um, the attention because they were really good and, and didn't have the followers and, and whatnot. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping that this, this series can, can help these guys cause I'm trying to build up this community. So you, you'd already experienced, uh, a good amount of, of, creative success and commercial success with, with mm-hmm. your, with your NBA drawings before the LeBron James breakout had occurred? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's how I made my career. Um, yeah. I worked with leagues. Like I, I worked with like major league soccer. i worked with, um, properties like bleacher report. Um, I, I'd worked with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, teams like, like the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers, uh, New York Red Bulls, like basically all the New York teams I had done stuff. But I had also worked directly with players, including J.R. Smith. I had worked with, on, uh, with his uh, charity organization. So, yeah, I mean, I'd worked on all levels, like leagues, teams, properties and, and players. Um, I, I believe and I'm not, I'm not speaking out of turn, but I, I think J.R. actually potentially got this piece to him. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. But um, so, so it wasn't it wasn't totally out of the blue. I mean, it probably was still exciting when LeBron James Instagrammed your illustration, but it wasn't like a total shock out of the blue, I, I guess. Uh, like, I don't know if LeBron James ever said, Hey, I, I heard this podcast, fast break breakfast. Uh, you should check it out. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was shocked. I was like, I was in, in, um, bed with my wife and, and she had just, uh, we had just had our baby, I think, um, our second baby. And I was like scrolling through and like, she was asleep. And I'm like, what the <laughs> f-? I like looked at, excuse my language. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, and I looked at it for like, uh, like 10 minutes and I didn't understand. And then I had to wake her up and I was like, look at this. And, um, so, so, and then I just started getting texts and tweets and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, like I said to Ian, you know, I've hustled a lot to get where I am and, and I've gotten lucky breaks, you know, um, I think, but along the way it was because of, of hustling. So because of the stuff I had done for ESPN, the Knicks found me and that led to me being like, Oh, I want to work for other teams. So I kind of reached out and started working with the Red Bulls and, and Liberty and everything. But, um, but you know, I certainly understand how it, how it feels to be a struggling artist, a struggling sports artist that's doing it for passion, um, more than trying to, to build a career. And, you know, I, I want other artists to, to be able to, to, to do that, you know, be, be able to build up their career and, and, and do what they, they love. So when you went about making this entire, this series now of 30 teams, 30 illustrations, how did you end up finding the artists that you used for, for that series? Um, 
you know, there's a community that I already am a part of, you know, to a certain extent. We're all, it's all kind of like a quote unquote, you know, uh, I guess digital sports family. Um, so some of those people I already knew, uh, to a certain extent, like Michael Walchuk was a guy that I had done a bunch of, uh, uh, work with in the past. Um, both of us had found each other cause we both worked together at ESPN. Um, John, obviously I met John, uh, voice, um, at a art gallery where both of us were showing our work together. Um, that's where I saw his pieces and I fell in love with his work and I was like, we have to work together. Um, there were a lot of other guys that, that I knew through reputation. Um, there's, a uh, I mean, Ryan Simpson uh, and um, Ryan Simpson is, is one of you know the people that I've always admired um, as well as uh, he goes by Pure Hoop. Pure Hoop. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name. A lot of these guys I just know by their, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Social, um, I, I, their social names. Um, but, you know, so, so a lot of those guys I, I kind of had a relationship through social. But then I just sort of w- went and started looking for people that, um, again, like what I was saying was I wanted to work with artists that I knew and I wanted to work with artists that I really admired and and wanted to do stuff with. But then I also wanted to try to find different artists from different places. And and what was great about this was, you know, it wasn't just my, my thing was I didn't want to just work with artists that, that did different techniques. I wanted to work with different artists from, you know, different countries, you know, uh, sexes, races, um, ages, experiences, all that. I want, I was trying to find, um, a way to just bring artists together, you know, and, and, um, and, you know, which was great is I I worked with artists from Haiti. I worked with artists from Australia, artists from Italy, um, uh, China, uh, and, and a lot of other places. And, you know, some of these people didn't even speak English as their first language. So, and I was like DMing with them. So a lot of it was like through imagery almost, but you know, my, my, again, for this whole thing, it's, it was really about trying to unite artists and, and build and continue to build the community that we've already built and, and, and help artists that, that, that need more, um, that deserve more, uh, exposure. So among these 30 illustrations, I guess they're, they're all your babies, but do you have, <laughs> do you have any uh, particular favorites or ones that when you were done, you were like, you were really, I don't know, maybe excited how it turned out. Maybe it wasn't what you anticipated when you started doing it. Oh, absolutely. Um, there was, uh, there was one, there's a, there's a bunch. I mean, I love them all obviously. Um, but there's, there's a few, um, that just, pop out at me. Um, so the rockets piece was probably one of the ones that, that I had the most fun with. It was with a artist from Haiti, a graffiti artist from Haiti. Um, and, and my whole idea was to take his graffiti art and, and meld it with Hardin's beard and, and facial features and whatnot. So, um, you know, I, I created a Hardin's face and then, I was like, you know, give me all sorts of cool graffiti art around the rockets and we'll mesh the two together. Um, so that was a great one. Uh, and, and just also working with the artist from Haiti was really cool. Uh, and he does amazing stuff like, uh, you know, doing entire cars, painting entire cars with graffiti. Um, and then um, I would say the, the Pelicans one came out really interesting. I, and that was with the Australian artist. Um, 
uh, I believe his name is Lee. Uh, but um, the Pelican one came out really good where it was like Anthony Davis and he has wings coming out of his head. And then he has a, um, a fleur de lis also like coming out of his head. And I created it and, it and it was a solid illustration. But I gave it to this guy who does like edits and whatnot um, and like, you know, more graphic design and whatnot. And he took it and he made it like look like this completely diff- different thing that I did not expect. Um and I was like, oh, well, it's a solid concept, but I wasn't fully happy with it. And then he exploded it. And it's probably one, one of the best ones because he added all these details that I never expected. Um, so that was that was great. Obviously, the stuff that I've done with John, uh, the last piece was with John for the Celtics. We did it with Kyrie. Um, and it was really cool because we, I, you know, unfortunately, Kyrie got injured, but he did that really cool post about him. Um, you know, not giving up and, uh, the, the journey to Mount Everest always continues. So we use that quote for that Kyrie posted as part of the artwork. Um, and I think it was a really great way to end the series. Um, and, you know, especially obviously going back with the, with John, who's actually a big Celtics fan. Don't tell the Cavs that, <laughs> but, uh, well, I want to, I want to ask you about two of them. Uh, one it's mentioned in the piece on the stepback.com in the Kimball Walker piece where mm-hmm. he has like the Hornets wings coming out of it. I, I, the vivid colors, like it's obviously inspired by the Hornets colors themselves, but um, I, I really love that piece. Can you tell me more about the creation of that one? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my girl, Steffi. She, she worked with me at uh, sports rocket. So I, I went from during this whole, uh, journey i actually changed jobs i went from um sports rocket which was a cool company to mktg which um i think is uh is, is has elevated my career i went from creative director to executive creative director uh and you know i think sports rocket was a good company but mktg their our client and our culture is just you know uh second to none um so but but at sports rocket you know steffi was one of my favorite people and she's just such a great artist um, and has such a specific style. Uh, so I, um, I really wanted to see, you know, and, and, and she's not like, I wouldn't say she's a huge sports fan. She knows what basketball is, but, um, but I knew I wanted to have her do something. And I thought that her style would really work well with Hornets wings. Um, so, you know, I, I created the Kemba one, she gave me the wings and gave me some other elements. And then I actually went in and, and a lot of this stuff, like, they would give it to me and then I would take it and add another whole layer of, of, of stuff on top of it. So, um, so that, which was great because that was the whole process. I would, I would, I would give them the the player or, or sometimes they would give me the player. I would add a background or whatever. And then there would be a third editing process to completely finish it and add like, you know, extra, um, elements just to make sure that it, it, it had, it popped. Yeah, it, it, it definitely does. It, it's a it's exciting image to look at that uh, people definitely need to find. The last one I want to ask you about is the Spurs illustration. <laughs> uh, it is, you know, to describe it, it is uh, like a split head of half pop, half Kawhi put together. It seems to imply, and again, I'm just interpreting this. It seems to imply they're of one mind. Do you have any second thoughts about this piece after uh, well, the I mean, season that was? Really, 
Does it really mean have to mean that? It doesn't have to mean that. I don't know, but I just, I'm just asking you, when you look at it, do you have any second thoughts about the piece after whatever weirdness went down this season with Kawhi maybe never feeling okay to play? And it seemed like yeah. reading between the lines, Pop thought he should be playing. Yeah, well, that was with my my boy. Um, that was with Pure Hoop, who's uh, uh, Jack Perkins, who's one of the guys I've always wanted to work with as well. Um, and yeah, so so so... I don't know if I want to admit that, but yes, the idea was, <laughs> you know, I think, and pop thought this too. He was the next Tim Duncan. They were going to, you know, uh, converge minds just like he, he did. And, and also I want to say, um, rest in peace to pop's wife. That that's, uh, that's horrible. What happened? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's unfortunate. I, I feel like, I still think that that's a strong piece and I don't think that they should, they want a championship together. So they obviously melded minds at, at, at one point. But I mean, that was the thing with this this series is that I, you know, I, I in, in retrospect, I was thinking maybe I should just do it with legends. But I kind of like the fact that I did it and and stuff was could have could change. Um, for instance, you know, that piece, which I think still stands alone and I wouldn't change it. I'm not going to swap out someone else's face with it. But I did a Clippers piece with Blake Griffin and then I ended up uh, having to swap him out and put <laughs> yeah. in um uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan and it looks 10 times better, you know? So, so it was kind of cool. I got to go back to it and be like, how can I make this better? And, um, you know, and, and change it up. But, uh, it also just, it gave like, a, I feel like the fact that it was, you know, current and not just like, you know, doing Michael Jordan for the Bulls instead, you know, we were doing, um, Levine, uh, I feel like it gave it a different, a different uh, urgency to it, you know? Um, and that trade, the trade deadline, I was like, Oh man, how many of these I'm going to have to change? Um, <laughs> you know, maybe if I did it again, I would do it with legends, but uh, you know, I felt like it, it added a little life to it. And, and, and I like that I had to change uh, um, the Clippers one in particular. Yeah, no, and it's great. And again, I'm just, I'm just messing with you on that, on that Spurs and pop. They obviously have a long successful history, uh, together. Uh, last, <laughs> last thing, Elliot, uh, what, do you remember you said you, you, you were always drawing, you're always an NBA fan. Do you remember a specific first piece of NBA art that you might've created? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I mean, I don't remember drawing anything. I was like five years old or anything like that, but, uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember in like 98, there was like, I think a slam cover with, um, uh, Steve Fran, uh, Francis on it. <laughs> and I spent hours trying to take that slam cover. I don't know where the hell it is, but like, and make it as realistic as possible to, to be exactly, you know, uh, hand drawn, um, and it, it was definitely one of my best pieces at the time. So I think that, you know, and I, and I, I, after that, I, I would start doing stuff for the, like, you know, illustrations of Spreewell and whatnot, all hand-drawn. For a while, I would just do hand-drawn. Now everything's digital. I mean, it makes it just so much easier. But um, I think that was my first one. That was my first real one was a Steve Francis illustration who ended up being Nick for a second. Yeah. yeah Stevie franchise. And I guess since I have the, 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 you know, creative director of a marketing company on the line, I should ask, uh, do you have any, uh, any strong opinions about any of the, uh, NBA Jersey designs, the current Jersey designs? I'm always talking about them, but I don't have any artistic background. So I'm, I'm just a Joe Schmo, uh, criticizing, although maybe you don't want to criticize, but do you have no, any no. I mean, um, we actually work with Nike, so uh, uh-huh. I, I got to be careful there. Right, right. Um, 
I would say that I think that there's too many jerseys. <laughs> there's a lot wow. of jerseys. Yeah, and I think that, but I think that it's never going to change because um, it's just they make money that way, you know. I, I do like some of the gimmicky jerseys though too. Like I like the, um, I like the white and black and white jerseys. I think they're cool. I don't like the sleeve jerseys. Um, the overall designs though, uh, some of them are like I don't like Phillies, for instance. Like I, I like I, I know they're trying to go retro, but the font to me doesn't. You know, like I liked what they did last year, not not what they're wearing right now. Like, I, like I, I think that it was more um, retro, the the one that they do last year. They still wear that one as well. Um, overall, though, yeah, overall, I think Nike's done a pretty good job and and making those logos. You know, the the brands that that now are on the, I guess the the left the left corner of the jerseys. Actually, for the most part, I think they work. Decently, I, I hope we don't get to the point where we're like Major League Soccer um, or, or you know, other European sports uh, where the logo becomes secondary to a brand's logo. Um, well, I mean, you know, but, you know, we will, but yeah, it's yeah. the same thing with uh, I think I went to uh, I went to some international friendly uh, soccer match that was in Nashville. I want to say it was Tottenham and Man City. And the one thing I noticed, all the number of kits in the crowd, there could be like like 40 different man city jerseys in front of me. Like there's, 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 there's a pink one. There's a blue, there's so many different colors. And you're like, those are all there. And I'm like, looking at the NBA. I'm like, this is where we're going. Like there's so many NBA jerseys in just the past few seasons, except for my favorite team, the Grizzlies. We only have like three ever. Oh, uh, nice. Grizzlies. Nice. <laughs> yeah. They well, don't know. They, they haven't really gone wild on any of their, uh, adding extra jerseys. Well, I'll, I'll just say, you know, like, um, we actually are, are doing work with the, the, uh, NBA, um, in a larger capacity coming up next season. But um, I'll just say that the NBA and, and I think soccer as well, maybe there are too many jerseys, but the culture is changing. Um, and I think that that it, the, it's all about the art behind the game. Um, it literally and figuratively. Uh, so I think that artwork is becoming as important as the game. So like, you know, people don't want to just see pictures of LeBron dunking. They want to see LeBron, you know, an illustration of LeBron dunking through a hoop of fire or something like that. You know, they, they want to see animations. They want to see, um, you know, and, and everything's coming together. They, they want, they want to see paintings. They want to see fashion, um, around, around the game, like sneakers and jerseys, um, so I, I really think the whole culture of sports is completely changing. People are, are watching the, the full games less, but they're watching highlights more and they're, they're looking for, you know, uh, properties like fansided and, and, uh, bleacher and ESPN to, to come up with creative ways to talk about the sport and, 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 uh, illustrate the sport. Um, so, which is an exciting time. And I think it's an exciting time for all of uh, the artists that I've worked with, um, and just sports artists in general. And, and that's why I want to hopefully, hopefully with this series, I, I can help, um, I can help build that community more. And, and I have a lot of projects that I want to do going further, like maybe do a gallery showing around this or, um, or work with other kinds of artists like sculptors and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, that, the opportunities are uh, limitless and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Well, that's great. Uh, Elliot, thank you for making time so uh, for me. Where, where's, where's the best way for, for people to find uh, the artwork, would you, would you think? Uh, 
probably on my social, um, which is just at Elliot Gerard. So, uh, you know, on Twitter and Instagram. So that's, uh, uh, you know, Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T, Gerard, G-E-R-A-R-D. Uh, pretty straightforward. Well, that's perfect. Was there anything else that you just wanted to get to? Do you want to let people know about the NBA collab series before I let you go? Yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I feel like we live in such a, uh, we live in a time right now where people need to come together more to collaborate more. Um, I think it's very, uh, um, it's very telling that LeBron used uh, a Martin Luther King uh, quote to go dark this year. Uh, and I think that um, my series is all about that, that message. And, you know, I, I, I really hope that um, I can give people to the inspiration to, to collaborate more, you know, not just around sports, but, but around other things. Um, you know, we can all learn from each other and of all, you know, uh, of, about everything. And, um, and I, and, and throughout this process, I was able to meet so many amazing people and, you know, learn so much about so many uh, different cultures. Um, and you know, it was an amazing experience. It was a wonderful experience because of that. So I hope other people can find that. <laughs> That's a great message. Collaborate more. It's a collaborate more. ending, exactly. ending a fast break episode, a fast break breakfast episode on a more serious note than normal, but uh, <laughs> I'll allow it. It's a good stuff. Elliot, thanks a bunch. I uh, really enjoyed talking with you. Absolutely. It was awesome talking with you. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks to Elliot once again for making time to come on the show. Make sure you check out this artwork. Go to thestepback.com or go to his Twitter page and look at all these creative pieces taking the stuff you love basketball and turning it into legitimate like pieces of high art. Uh, it's really neat stuff. So check that out. Check us out over at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Write us a five-star iTunes review. An easy, simple, freeway to help the program that raises us in the search engines and makes our program more accessible to others. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at FastBreakBreak. Like us on Facebook. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fast break, break, man. You understand?